0: You're listening to Thrive, where every week we have meaningful conversations with incredible women like you, packed with practical tips and sisterly advice to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday gal who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. I'm your host, Erica Gwyn, and I'm ready to thrive together. Here's today's episode. Hey friends, welcome back to Thrive. I'm so stoked to share this conversation with you with my friend, Tanner. It's one of those chats that truly filled and fueled my own soul. So I hope it's good soul food for you today too. In much of life, the little things are the big things. And for most of life, we spend our days continuing on through all of the things, little and big alike. Today on Thrive, author, poet, and speaker Tanner Olson shares so much real, raw inspiration with us on continuing on and truly thriving through it all. We talk about walking a little slower and embracing a lesser pace. We build faith through the regular or more routine moments and we lean into the ordinary to discover the extraordinary. Stay tuned through this episode, drop it five stars if you like what you're listening to, and now welcome Tanner.
1: Hello, hello.
0: Hello, I'm so happy to have you here. And I'm glad we have like a mutual love of Shania Twain. This really feels like it bonds <laughs> us from the start.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just happy to be here. I'm excited to, to talk and to so, yeah,
0: I'm just, you know, it's
1: a good day, so it's a good day to be on a podcast too.
0: You know what? I love that so much. Um, and I think we should also, I think we're going to just start it right now. We both petition to have concerts that are matinee for those of us who really want to be able to experience, to be a part of the fun, to see our favorite people sing their hearts out, but who just, you know, don't really want to hang at like midnight anymore. We just need those earlier, or like a brunch show, or the matinee yes. concert option for those of us who... Uh, I think that would just be, I think that's, I think we're on to something.
1: I I, I really think, I really think we are. I like, I don't know who really wants to be awake out of their house after nine o'clock. I just don't think we need to do that to each other, to ourselves. It's just not fair. It's not right. Our world is really about, you know, self care right now. And what about (laughs) that is healthy? I don't think it is.
0: Exactly. I'm like, I don't want to miss out on these experiences, but i also, I know my limit here. And like getting home, at 1 p at 1 a.m after a lot long- no nope, absolutely can't not do it with and who, who yeah. wants to drive in the dark no one wants to drive in the no. dark why are we doing this no for ourselves why
1: are- yeah I I am such a fan of some artists that I would do almost anything for them but do not make me have to stay out until midnight you know like let's meet yeah. halfway you know I'll let's do anything halfway. for you just like move your concert up four hours that's all <laughs>
0: That That's feels all. very fair. I feel like that feels feels fair. Okay, who's one artist that you would stick it out for, though?
1: Oh, always and forever, a band called Newfound Glory.
0: Newfound Glory. Wait, that sounds kind of familiar.
1: They they were really big in the early two thousands. They had a song called My Friends Over You. So it's like pop punk music, but they've been around for twenty something years and are still playing music. So oh, yeah, or they Dolly probably Parton. have a cult Let's following. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah Dolly yeah. Parton for sure. She could yeah. do no wrong. She could run the world. She-
1: she could do a concert at 3 a.m. and I would be up for that one. But yeah. yeah, what what about you? Is it Shania?
0: Well, no, because Shania was just around and I didn't make the trek out to go <laughs> to go make it happen. Um, I was almost willing to do it for the whole Taylor Swift era's tour situation, but yeah. that was more just that was like unreal. That was just out of this world. It, I really mm-hmm. had to ask myself some hard questions, like, what are you really willing to do for a concert? Like. Mm-hmm is it give a kidney? Is it yes. a left arm? Like what? Yes. what's it going to be here? And that was like a three hour. That was like a long thing. That was like, all right, if you're going, you're committing. This is, mm-hmm. I just, and then it, it couldn't happen. I did try to get tickets, but yeah, you know, I was not one of the fortunate, the fortunate chosen ones <laughs> who <laughs> got through on that. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, regardless, I'm so happy you're here on drive. I first you discovered you, you, gosh, a long time ago from a mutual friend of ours who literally was working on my team with me for a while. And she sent me your stuff forever ago. And she was like, I have this this guy in mind. I think he would be so great for Thrive. Have you heard of Tanner? And I was like, "Let's let's see what Tanner's all about. And sure enough, uh, you are such a breath of fresh air on Instagram and on social media. I feel like it's just so refreshing because it's so real and it's all really digestible, but some makes you think and some makes you laugh and it just feels different, which is what I, I love that. Like, it just feels Mm -hmm. like you're doing your own thing and it works and it resonates. So kudos.
1: (laughs) Well, thanks. That's a very kind compliment. Yeah. I, uh, I try to do what I only know how to do. I don't try to be somebody else. You know, and I think the internet is one of those places where it's easy to fall into the trap of like, well, I have to be like this person or be like that person. It's like, well, yeah, but you you should also just be yourself. Like that's an that's very important. It's very important.
0: Highly underrated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure, but you're a poet, you're an author, you're a speaker. But you, I'm gonna pass it to you. Give us the lowdown on who you are and what you do and what makes you super jazzed to wake up every morning.
1: Coffee. I usually wake up for the coffee, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm an author, a poet, a speaker, a podcaster. Like I'm all of I'm all of the words, but really, like I'm just like I'm just a writer. I'm somebody who I have a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings, a lot of. Uh, emotions. And so cut like writing is a, is a very therapeutic thing for me. It's a way that I connect to my faith. It's a way that I share the questions that I'm wondering. It's the the way that I kind of sift through all the things that are bouncing around between my head and my heart and my soul. Um, and I, And I try to put it into words that feels like a friend passing a note across the table to somebody else, just something relatable, something honest, nothing Nothing too, too flashy. I was on a a podcast recently and they were, they were talking about my poetry to my face and they were like, it's not great, but it's simple, but that's what makes it great. (laughs) I was like, I was like, I don't know if that's a compliment. They're like, no, 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 it is. And so it's like, I'm not one of those poets who's trying to go over your head. I'm just someone who's trying to like write something and slide it across the table to you, if that makes sense.
0: Which also super cool because I see what you did there because all your Instagram posts have, it's like a little cutout of paper and that yeah. connects the dots and that's really cool. No, I mean, yeah. it. it's simple, I feel like, in the sense of almost like structurally how it's simple because everything is like short, quippy sentences and just very, but I personally, I love that because I don't think it's simple in terms of the thought behind any of it or what it brings to you by any means. It's just almost like, breaks down some of what we tend to overthink or overcomplicate and it's like that's why it's refreshing and real because it's just a really good relatable reminder that like hey you're probably you probably are over you're doing too much you could bring it down a little bit more and like you might actually get more out of life that way Mm -hmm. which is something that a lot of us need to hit us on the head with so I think that's
1: a good thing, <laughs> yeah. and i I don't I don't like I don't go onto like Instagram or Facebook to read a ton of words. Like I go on there because, well, first of all, like we're all slightly addicted to it. But I go on there because I like i'm I know I'm going to scroll, but I want to see something hopeful and helpful that reminds me that I'm okay and that I can keep going, but not something like super um no offense, Hobby Lobby, but like Hobby Lobby Cheesy. Like I still want it to be honest and real, you know what I'm saying? Like I want it to be to be that, uh, but I also know like, and, and you know this too from putting things on the internet, like we all have very short attention spans. And so when you're trying to reach somebody, you kind of have to do it in a way where it's like, hey, here's 10 words. I hope that these help you.
0: Yeah, a little more than live, laugh, love, you stick on the wall.
1: <laughs> yeah, live, laugh, love, pass. Yeah, I understand. <laughs>
0: Yeah. But you had, I literally read one of your things this morning and I think, I feel like you use metaphors really well or just real life experiences because they help connect you immediately to something that your reader has probably already experienced. I think the one I was reading this morning was over easy. I don't know when you wrote that, but it was like literally, but it made me bust up laughing by the end because it was like such a beautiful, for anyone who hasn't read it, it's like, a a poem basically like walking through making over easy eggs on a day and how we kind of put all this pressure on ourselves like all right this we got to make the perfect eggs here and if we make the perfect (laughs) eggs it means we're gonna have a perfect day and god (laughs) forbid you break the egg well just the day is done it's over it's It's ruined
1: back to bed you might as well go back
0: to bed right like you failed (laughs) and it was just funny because it i was getting exactly where you were going and the meaning behind it as i was reading but then i bust up laughing at the end because like it doesn't it literally ends with you broke the egg and you're like well i guess i'm done lord have mercy i'm in your mercy like we'll try again tomorrow but like we're done today like wow that's just very real because that's how all of us would probably handle that situation yeah
1: yeah and and like i I broke the egg and my wife was like you know you can just like do it again i was like no
0: There's like that option.
1: No, this is what I'm going to write about later today. I'm going to stick to it. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. No, I just wrote that a couple of, I don't know when you're releasing this, but uh, earlier in June, I wrote it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. Well, your latest book is called Continue. So this is super cool. Cliff Notes just is that we all continue. So Mm -hmm. we continue through hard things, difficulties, what feels like hopeless moments, We continue through ordinary moments too. We continue through rush hour traffic and bedtime routines and grocery store runs. So how do you make the most of the ordinary and really just lean into it? Because I'm of the belief that the ordinary can be the extraordinary if we know how to look at it and how to approach it and live it and embrace it. So what does that look like for you?
1: I am a big, I'm a big fan of the ordinary. And I think that's because that's kind of what my life is and I think that's what a lot of people's lives are like I grew up thinking that I was don't laugh at this but I thought I was going to be in the NBA like I was going to have this extraordinary life it's going to be very different from everybody else. that's gonna be in the NBA and then I was like well if that doesn't work out then I'll be like an actor or something but either, either way like I'll be very well known and very famous all this kind of stuff and then as I got older I realized that, that that's not well first of all, I'm not going to be in the NBA because I'm not tall enough or good enough and so that wasn't going to work out and then I was like you know what why you can just have in ordinary life. In ordinary life is, is, is beautiful, it's 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 meaningful. There's a lot there. Like just because you aren't this person or that person or doing this in your life does not mean that it does not matter because everything matters. And so lean into the simple, lean into the ordinary, let that be something that is not only like worth celebrating, but worth sharing and inviting people into as well. Um, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of good lies that are out there for us to believe and to latch onto. And I think one of the ones that I grew up believing was like, if I'm not well known, if I'm not making this incredibly large impact in the world, then my life does not matter. And that is so far from the truth is so far from the truth. So now I find wow. purpose and joy in the small tasks throughout the day, like walking a dog, making the coffee for me and my wife, doing the dishes, really all the things that I don't necessarily want to do. Like those are beautiful, simple, yet meaningful things that create a ripple effect across lives and generations. Um, yeah. Did that answer the question? I kind of started talking. I kind of lost where I was going. No, it
0: did. I love that. I totally agree. I think about this a lot because now that I have, you know, now that I'm a mom and all this too, I do morning affirmations with my four-year-old and have for probably two years now. And we always end with, I can do anything. Mm -hmm. And especially lately, it's almost got me thinking if I'm doing her a disservice with having that Mm -hmm. phrase in there, because the truth of the matter is... We could do a lot of things, but can we do anything and everything in life? Like, I mean, not to be the Debbie Downer, but like you said, like some things were just, are not our calling and not our our thing. Like right off the bat and I look at her and she uh, probably couldn't be like a NASA scientist or something because, or whatever the qualifications are, because I think for some of them you need like perfect vision or whatever. And she's had eye surgeries already. So I'm like, I look at that and I'm like, well, dang. I might already be setting her up for like a disappointment down the road because she's like, I could do anything. And I'm like, yeah, girl, you go, you totally can. And then I always just think to myself, well, like, but but maybe she's not meant to do everything in life. And maybe the thing, and like, like you said, like I too thought I would be a Broadway performer. And like, do Mm -hmm. I have the chops for that? Absolutely not. Was not gonna be- (laughs) Like yeah. I could I could sing, but like not, not like that. That was not my calling. So <laughs> it's like sometimes we almost set ourselves up for unnecessary disappointment by associating these like big grandiose dreams as the thing to strive for. And then we yeah. almost minimize roles that are just as beautiful, just as meaningful, just as purpose-filled. And we use mm-hmm. the word just with it. And I hear this yeah. all the time where people will be like, well, I'm just a mom, I'm just, I just run my little online business, it's just a little hobby, it's just, I'm just a barista. And the word just like automatically makes you small. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Shake everyone and be like, it's not just, like it's still really important. And you still have so much power and potential to totally change the lives of the people around you. And as dramatic as that sounds, it's just true. Like it's, think of all the times a barista like made or broke your day. Or like some random person you ran into ended up being like the thing that set you Mm -hmm. off or that totally set you off in a positive direction for the rest of the day. Like, oh, that's a tangent, but that's like a perfect example of there it's ordinary, but it is extraordinary because there's so much potential in it.
1: You're, you're never just something. Yeah. You're never just something. And I think like, like you're saying if you, when we begin to use that word, it begins to minimize. Not only like what we do, but who we are as well, and that's just not helpful for us, for ourselves, or for the people around us either. I have been just a barista. I have been just a lot of things, and I think had I gotten rid of that word while I was doing those jobs, those jobs would have been so much more fulfilling, and I would have been more present for the people around me. Uh, but I think it, it kind of gets back to like uh, we, we're, we're all we're all pretty good at the the comparison game. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm not like this person or I'm not where this person is. I could be better, you know, or, or life doesn't go the way that you think it is. And so you're in this one place, but you're not where you really want to be. And sometimes I think about it, like, uh, I'm a terrible runner, absolutely awful at running, but, it, and usually when I, when I'm running and you go and you pass somebody else who's running, they have no idea how long you've been running, where, where you started what your pace is, all this kind of stuff. And so when I try to run by somebody, I try to like make it look like I'm doing okay, even though I'm not. And I think we can just like stop doing that, right? Like just kind of own what we're going through, where we're at. Like you don't have to put on this like brave face. You can just be like, hey, this is where I'm at in life. This is where I'm at in the run and I'm, I'm working on it. I'm getting better. Uh, and I think sometimes we'll just, we want to try to put on a brave face and be like, no, no, like, I'm just, I'm just not there yet. Or I'm, I'm just this, or I'm just that you're never just something just be what you are and live into that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and social media makes that all the harder, all the worse, <laughs> because media, yeah. it's just like the biggest iceberg where we're judging everybody based off of what we see on the surface of, of a newsfeed or of their highlight reel. And not even like, we all know that there's an iceberg beneath the surface of like years of work or filters or lies or a very highly curated, whatever. And we still Mm -hmm. will have that itch to compare ourselves or to be like, oh, but so-and-so has this or whatever, and start turning it inward on ourselves and believing that lie. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh man, we know that it's a lie and we're still like, okay, yeah, it must be real because I saw it on Facebook. So (laughs) it's that sounds about right.
1: Yeah. The, the, the truth teller, Facebook itself.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. It
1: is, And I think we sometimes just forget like, Hey, it, it, it's hard to be a human being. Like, it's just, it's, it's a really hard thing. And, and the way that life goes, it, it goes different for each of us, you know? And so how can we kind of be where we are and see the good that is happening around us and then kind of live into that? And I think a lot of times I want to fight against that. I want to keep working or keep trying or keep building or keep creating. But there's this beautiful thing that I'm learning called rest. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's really hard to do for a lot of people, but like to just kind of like rest and be And because when you rest, then you're able to see how good the things are around you, how it's not all bad. It's not all terrible. Like you can just kind of be in it and give thanks to God that this is the life you have and the life that you have is not that bad it's actually good it's It's actually great yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: even if even if concerts start at 8 p.m it's still pretty good
0: yeah it'll still be a fun time i love that you mentioned that too um because i'd love to extend that kind of into our faith lives as christians because those Mm -hmm. ordinary moments of faith and like the little rituals little routines little prayers that slowly but surely build our faith up stronger, build it up better. Because I think sometimes we have these massive come to Jesus moments or revelations or these life-changing experiences that were like, Oh, this was my testimony. This made my faith. This made changed my life, whatever. But I think sometimes for probably a lot of us, most of our lives are just spent in existence with him and learning to kind of abide and be obedient or, be diligent and kind of just continue, continue onward in what feels like a very ordinary thing. And we can kind of find ourselves thinking like, am I doing this right? Like, God, are you there? Hello? Like, please don't forget me. Um, XOXO, it's me. Like, hello, here I am. So what does that kind of look like for you in terms of living faithfully and just kind of embracing the ordinary in that process too, where we might otherwise be tempted to be kind of discouraged or kind of questioning like, all right, is there more? Is it bigger? Am I doing something wrong? what's what's the deal?
1: It sounds like you have a a pretty loud head like I do, where there's a lot of oh, like all the time questions like negativity, it's fighting lies. It's trying to remember the truth. And I think most of my day, it feels like it's spent going back to the things that I know to be true, the things like God is yeah. with me, God is for me, God loves me, I am forgiven, grace is real, hope is real, mercy is a deeper morning. It's like all all of these really, really beautiful things that get that 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 are get washed away with the the loud thoughts or what's happening in the world or comparison or just just this, just that, just whatever. And so for me it's like taking these small moments throughout the day where it's like, all right, I'm not gonna I'm not going to look at my phone for a little while. I'm just going to sit and be and breathe. It's, it's making time to go on a walk and talk out loud to God to pray. It's turning off the music in the car to pray out loud. It's you know seeking the silence and reading scripture and doing all the things that I know are healthy and doing them because they are healthy and they matter. Uh, I'm really good at eating candy. I am not the best at eating vegetables. And I think sometimes when it comes down to walking with God. We get to make these important decisions where it's like, I'm not going to do this because that's not helpful. I'm going to do this because this is good. And being and spending time with the Lord is a really, really good thing. But we live in a world that is just full of wonderful distractions, just wonderful distractions. But if we can kind of escape the distractions and spend time with the one who calls us to Him, that doesn't get much better than that. And that's very, I don't know, it feels very ordinary to me. It feels very simple. Yeah. Of saying i'm not going to i'm not going to spend my time here but i'm going to spend it over here where i can sit and be and give thanks to the one who gave me the life that i'm wrestling with because what a beautiful thing it is to wrestle with the life that we've been given because that means that we have life
0: well and i think we also live in a world that tells us your what you're feeling is good if you're feeling if it feels good that means that it's good and that's what you should lean into When, like you said, it's kind of like, if you simplify it a little bit, it really brings it down to the core of like, okay, it might feel good in the moment, but that really doesn't necessarily mean that it is by its very nature good. And we've, we're like so confused on that as a society in so many ways, sometimes that it always makes me laugh. I'm like, we all know that like eating candy feels good in the moment. And if you eat too much of it, or if you, you know, like... Even if it's not too much, it's not necessarily just good by itself, wavelength yeah. blank, period. <laughs> like, yeah. We know what artificial coloring does now, folks. Like, yeah. it's not great. So it's, it kind of, it also reminds me, I know we have similar feelings on this because you wrote a poem called You're Not Your Feelings. Um, yeah. And that hit, I read that and I was like, dang, it hits home because we, we think The same on this i'm gonna share part of it because i read this and i was like oh so good but you said depression has selective hearing but i've learned how to get through to it we all handle what handles us differently and i knew what i needed to do lean in you cannot outrun how you feel believe me i've tried you're not faster than your feelings i've learned that i cannot sit at home with the pain i have to take it on an adventure And then later on, you say, on days like this, you have to be careful what voices you listen to. The combination of fog and darkness will tell you things that are not true. I'm like, oh, all of that is just so good. Because if you really break it down, I think we've all experienced moments like that, where we're like in this situation and clearly feeling a certain way. And you kind of have the choice to make of, do I lean into this and I feel it and I become it or do I lean into this and feel it process it move away from it like just different op different options that you can do once you are feeling something and it's like sometimes people don't even take that as an opportunity to do something with it sometimes people just feel it and then like let their you know let their fight or flight system go on override and not even think consciously of what they're doing with it next um but I would love to hear your thoughts on this if you have more. <laughs> more to add on this, But I read that and I was just like, yes, I love that you consciously say, okay, I'm going to lean into this feeling, but then I am also simultaneously aware that mm-hmm. this feeling is not a fact and that this feeling does not necessarily have power over me. And that even though I feel it and it's real, that doesn't mean that that has to be like the decision maker in my life or the determ- the determining factor of what comes next for me.
1: Right, and the, and the feelings, they don't erase or change what is already true. And I think sometimes I think, oh no, Some, perhaps sometimes I feel that way because I'm like, oh no, the truth is under attack and it's not. I am just having a rough day, I, I, I wrote that, t- I woke up one morning and I just felt, I don't know, I felt far from good, felt far from good. And uh, it happens every now and again. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I know I need to do so. Got in the car and I drove into town uh, and so I, I went and I got a donut. If you read the whole post, I got a donut. I got a, a chocolate frosting with sprinkles on it. So good. It looks great. So the picture looks so
0: good.
1: Amazing. But I was like, I know this is what's going to, I can't, I can't do this every single day. I can't go have a donut every single day. But I can't do that on some days when I have work or meetings or this or that other the thing. But that was one of those days where everything lined up where it was like, all right, now I can go and do this thing. And I think sometimes we forget to do the things that we know we need to do because it's healthy and good for us. Did I just say eating a donut was healthy? I definitely just did. But I think like in that (laughs) moment, I was like, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna leave where I'm at, change my scenery, go get something that is good, and then go and pray somewhere. Like I needed to go and get away and process everything that was so that I could see, yeah, things are things are good. And having something ordinary like like a donut just kind of reminds me of that. I don't know, it's just like learning to shift your focus on from from what do I need to what is the good that is already in my life? Because it's there. It is already there. And I think sometimes we just get so distracted or overwhelmed that we just can't see that. And so instead of like pulling back and running away, we need to lean into it. Just lean in. And that is not fun work. Leaning in is not fun work, but it, it matters. It really matters.
0: It does. What helps you lean into it? Because I know that probably is like the sticking point for a lot of people where they're like, listen, sounds cool, but also sounds really freaking hard or sounds confusing. And especially when we're on an emotional overload for something, making those clear headed intentional decisions can be that much more difficult. So do you have kind of like a process that works for you or any specific tips or tricks for... Leaning in when it's kind of like the not fun moments to do to do that.
1: Yeah, and, and it depends on your situation and what you're in or like the time that you have because sometimes you wake up and you're, you're feeling the way that I was feeling and it's like, well, I've got a meeting in an hour. What can I do? And it's like, okay, well, what if we don't do the things that we know gets in the way of leaning in? For me, that is looking at my phone or getting near a screen. Like I need to just kind of be awake. I need to go walk. I need to go stretch. I need to go pray. I need to go drink coffee in silence and, and just speak to God. Like he's with me because he is with me. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, I, I think that we're really good at giving ourselves over to the hands of distractions that pull us away and say, Hey, yeah, you're feeling like this. Let's go deeper into that feeling. Uh, a, a long time ago, a friend told me, he's like, Hey, when you think about feelings, uh, think about it, like you're in a car you don't let feelings in the driver's seat and you don't put feelings in the trunk. You put feelings in the car where you can still hear them and listen to them, but you don't give them control. And so when I Mm. feel like my feelings are taking over, it's like, what do I need to get back to? So I remind myself of the things that I know to be true. And now for me, I've been doing this for so long because it's just like, it's what I write about all the time. So I'm, I'm reminding myself of, you know, who does God say that I am? Well, I know that I'm loved. And that i am forgiven and that i am seen and that i am chosen and then it always gets down to the point of everything may not be okay right now but everything is going to be okay Uh, and so there's this measure of keep going of continue endure but you endure um with with the truth that that you're not in it by yourself and that what you are feeling does not determine your worth it's just what's going on inside of you so lean in process it and uh don't forget that the truth remains.
0: Yeah, for sure. You also mentioned rest a little bit earlier, which (laughs) relevant um, (laughs) because you also wrote a poetry anthology called walk a little slower. So I know for me, I've kind of always been on hyperspeed. I've been Mm. like a doer, a go, go, go girl for literally my entire life. So slowing down has often had kind of like a negative connotation to it. Like I like I wasn't being productive or wasn't like maximizing the moment or making the most of the day, like can't slow down, must keep going. But through, you know, therapy and Mm -hmm. adulting, um, thankfully I've learned to kind of start disconnecting those thoughts because slowing down can obviously be a very good thing, a great thing Mm -hmm. um, and can make room for more. So what does it kind of look like for you to walk a little slower and doing that intentionally because I feel like that's for me it's like there's that constant tension of like your Mm -hmm. gut is like push and you have to actually consciously be say no slow down and it's like I don't know if everybody's brain works that way or if there's just a select few of us that are like the ones (laughs) we're breaking is an active like Okay, I there's your break. Use it. Like you got to keep using it. Yeah. <laughs> you got multiple pedals.
1: I so I wrote that book uh, mostly for myself because I needed to hear cool. what was in it, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then when I released it, it was like a lot of people were like, "Oh, I need to hear that too." And the reason why I named it "Walk a Little Slower" was because like I knew I'm gonna I'm gonna see this title for the rest of my life, and I always need that reminder. Just like I like the you know the book "Continue," I know I'm gonna need that reminder as well because I'm gonna see these books every single day, probably for the rest of my life. But it's just like it's just that reminder. And so for me, "Walk a Little Slower" is like, "Hey man, you're like you were." you are not what you do, you are yeah. not what you do. You can enjoy the life that you've been given. You can slow down. Like what you're doing today, you can get back to it tomorrow. It will be waiting for you. So I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Enneagram, Enneagram three. And so a okay. lot of that is like, I figured, I figured, but it's like, you are your work. Like that is what defines you. And like, that's how you want, that's how I want to be known. Uh, and so I kind of have to—I have to fight against that as well—and just kind of lean into the things again. Like I feel like I'm a broken record, but it's like leaning into the things that are true. Like this is who God says that I am, and it's not because I'm a writer or a poet or a podcast or an author. It's not. But like living out of my identity helps me create these things, helps me put words down on paper. And guess what? Your identity is not changing. It's going to be there again for you tomorrow. So when you wake up, like walk a little slower, write words of hope, and just kind of live out that. Um, so yeah, yes, I figured you were an Enneagram three though. So we're walking a little slower together, which is extremely painful. It's extremely painful, but it is so important and it is a better way of living.
0: Truly. I have a sticky note on my desktop in front of my face that says less, but better. And I have Mm -hmm. had another one last year. It said less is more. And it's yep. always, it's like a conscious challenge because so much messaging we see is always like, you're made for more, 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 more. And I'm like, you know what? Sometimes you need the, remi- sometimes you are the more person and sometimes mm-hmm. you need the reminder that like less yeah. is not less than it's not, doesn't mm-hmm. make you less. It just, you need the reminder to do less or to run less yeah. or just to like, that that could actually be a hindrance if you're pushing constantly for more. And sometimes you just got to step back and be like, you know what? Less, less can be good.
1: It is less is less is really good. It is really good. And then it changes just kind of how you navigate your life. And like, I don't know when I walk into a room and it's super cluttered, I can't think straight. And I think the same is true when my, when my day is, has so much going on through it. It's hard for me to think straight. It's hard for me to enjoy it. It's hard for me to be present. And so, yeah, like you said, like, you know, less does not mean less than, uh, but less kind of allows you to enjoy more.
0: Amen to that. Well, Tanner, in getting things wrapped up, can you, well, I want to ask you something we ask everybody to end the show, which is what does thrive mean to you? And how do you strive to thrive in your everyday life?
1: Well, that's a great question. What does thrive mean to me? I think, based on the whole conversation that we just had, I think to thrive means to to slow down and to lean in and to hold fast to what is good. I don't know. I think, I think that's what it is. And so day after day, I think that, I think that looks like kind of fleeing from distractions and spending time with the ones that I love and clinging to, to what is true and writing poetry. Can't
0: forget that. I love that. Tell everybody where they can find you online to connect with you more and also of course to grab copies of your multiple books.
1: Oh yes. Uh you can go to writtentospeak.com or you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, written to speak, uh Facebook. I don't do TikTok. That was just that was one of those things where I was like this is too much. I can't do it. I'm out. And my mind, my heart, my body does not need TikTok in it, so I'm going to just just <laughs> say no to that guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs>